<sighs> this episode of Whiskey Tango Podcast is brought to you by Groomers Comedy Club at 2025 Court Avenue. Groomers offers a fan, a fantastic, the greatest, the most spectacular restaurant and comedy club experience right here in the heart of Winnipeg. Groomers tickets start at $14, must be 18 plus. Upcoming shows include Winnipeg Comedy Fest May 5th to 7th and Deanne Smith from May 10th to 14th. For ticket sales and any further information, please visit RumorsComedyClub.com and tell them that the boys at Whiskey Tango Podcast sent you. Today, we are sampling Indigo Gin by Snoop Dogg. Indigo Gin is a gluten-free, strawberry-flavored gin with seven premium botanicals, natural flavor, and no added sugar. Indigo is a perfect beverage for an old chunk of coal, old chunk of coal like myself. Most mornings I wake up a bitter shell of my former self. I wake up in a malaise, wondering how much better my life would have been had I finished finishing school. Next, Scott. Thankfully, I can finish indigo gin. I like to mix it with tonic, with club soda. Hell, this beverage is so tasty, I'll even have it on the rocks. So if you're contemplating life, why not wash down poor choices and (laughs) missed opportunities with Indigo Gin by Snoop Dogg. I'm Brett James, and I approve the spirit. Scott. You're listening to Whiskey Tango Podcast. Thank you for being a friend. Rod Stewart fan. I think he's got some good, some decent tunes, but... Uh, I'm more of a Rod Peeler fan. Everyone loves Rod Peeler. Rod Peeler. He never sleeps. When does he sleep? Sleeps. Never. Never. No. He slept once, he hated it. Never, didn't do it again. He used to go by the, he used to come by the beer store I worked at all the time. Big Grolsch man. Loves his Grolsch. Grolsch. Yeah. yeah. Grolsch. It's like a European Sorry. lager. It's got a yeah. little flip top on it. Like, one of the pop top things. Yeah. I don't drink regular beer. I don't think I'm going to venture into... It's, other it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's not nothing mind blowing. It's great yeah. for if, when you make your own beer and you need bottles in a hurry. It's a good place Ooh. to go. If, yeah. if your buddies have empties. Yeah, the pop tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you make beer, say like just one of us, mm-hmm. is there somewhere in the city you can have it canned? That's a great question, like actually. Regular Joe. I think so. Yeah, I think they have canning facilities here. I know when my dad used to do U uh, uh, brews. He had the old 22-ounce bottles, and he'd use those. But a lot of people, if you wanted, you could just go there and buy the empty cans and 
and can it there, but I, yeah, I haven't seen a U-Brew. Pull it back up. Wait. I haven't seen a U-Brew store or anything like that in Winnipeg. I know there's like I've never even heard there's of beer that. making stores yeah. and whatnot, but not U-Brews. I don't. So. I think Grain to Glass has something like that. I could be wrong. More than likely. They, yeah. But uh, to do canning though, you need a small soldering iron. Like you can't. You have to be able to uh, yeah. just, um, to do a, a little bead of a weld on there. That's... Yes and no. It's it, it depends. I don't I don't know if the te can technology has changed, but you didn't used to have to. It used to just seal, like it was just the top part would just seal on. Oh. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's still and then the pressurization holds it in place and whatnot. But huh. I don't I don't know anymore. But uh, the few people who work in breweries I've talked to have said that it's yeah there's a small it just puts a small bead of uh, solder on there to kind of keep it in place. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've seen, and I've, there was certain beer that I tried that would explode on the regular. I won't mention any names. Don't want to have any hurt feelings, but there's a certain particular brewery. Who's... We're looking at you, old Vienna. <laughs> Those guys are saints. You leave old Vienna out of this. OVs. That was yeah. shit yeah. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Drink your dad's beer night. That's always what I had. OV. Until, until uh, Stone Cold's came out. Oh, Stone Cold. Oh, OVs man. was the move. Have you tried Stone Colder? No. No, it's their high test version. It's oh, like eight no. percent. Jeez. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Very popular. Yeah. Like um, those high test beers, I see them everywhere. Well, lots of people are buying them. Yeah, and they got that Hector's Hard. I want to try. I tried it. Yeah. No. Too sweet. Okay. Too sweet for me. Throw throw a little club in there, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be good. Now, Stone Cold Beer, is that Steve Austin's thing? No. Did they just lean into him for promotion? No. Or did everyone just come to their own conclusion that it was related? I always I, thought I, it was a Steve Austin thing. No, oh. it's it's something, because there's no mention of Steve Austin at all. That's, that's Fort Gary, right? They do yeah. Stone Cold? Yeah. Well, uh, formerly Two Rivers or whatever. That, well, that's, that that's all under the same brand. I think it's all under Fort Gary. Oh, I thought Fort Gary acquired them. They, they might have. Yeah. It's very likely. Because I know they also acquired uh, Russell Brewing back in the day as well. So. Right. No, I think the other. I think it was the other way around. Think, okay. Or something. I don't know. Russell Brewing's beer was shit, anyways. I Russell I enjoyed a couple of Two Rivers no, here and there uh, oh. from Alberta. Uh -oh. Or no, uh, BC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They weren't special. I, I didn't. I don't know why they went to buy them. It wasn't like a big acquisition. Hmm. But, uh, who knows? Well, that was a super exciting intro. Very exciting. You guys, but I'm exhausted after beer. That. How about some gin and juice, boys? I yeah. do love gin and juice. This is this is pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, definitely not a gin guy. Definitely goes down easy. -E. Whoa. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you have a few too many of these, you could end up on death row. <laughs> but yeah. you keep going hard enough, you could end up with no limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And simple syrup in there. It's a good, nice added, nice addition of sugar. When I go to or... a, when I go to a fancy <laughs> restaurant, I like to order the Tupac charcuterie board. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, that the one yes, that, that was a reach. yes. Yeah, get the Doesn't rope back. said, "I think you got your, you pulled your back out." I that sure one. did. I was like, "Oh, how can I make this really ridiculous and put Tupac in there?" All yeah. right, there it is. Yeah, and my my protractor <laughs> joke is a bomb. Oh, your protractor joke was so stupid. It's great. Duh. Anyways. It hit from all angles. Ah. Nah. <laughs> Oh, oh, but yeah, this uh, I'm very impressed with this uh, gin and juice. And once again, I don't often drink gin. It's I but, I uh, don't even like the smell of it. But uh, the indigo gin, uh, I don't think we did anything special with this drink. 
And the Indigo Gin went down nice and smooth. You were talking before, or previously, you've talked about how delicious a Coors Light is while you're mowing the lawn on uh, a hot, hot summer, summer day. day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I put G&Ts up there, same, same thing. On really? a hot summer day, there's nothing better than a good old G&T. Two things I hate. Gin, gin, gin tonic. and tonic. <laughs> tonic water tastes like Channel Zero looks and sounds. Like it just, that sounded great. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. been, that's been my week. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, just, I, I don't get tonic water. There's zero appeal to me. It's good for mixing. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a very English thing. I know when I was in England, that's what we did. You go to the bar, bars, well, like pubs. So pubs are closed at 11. Yeah. You have to actually go to a, a club to stay out past 11, like stay there till past 11. Like a discotheque? Yeah, like that kind of thing. So then we we go to the pub, we would drink till 11, go home, and then have a couple of gin and tonics. And I I hated gin and tonics until I went there, and then every night it was like a religious thing. You'd sit down and you'd have your gin and tonic after the pub. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I can kind of see the appeal of this now, and now I don't mind them. Um, Go to your early drinking days. Mm Mm-hmm. What was your, not not beer, but what was your first like cocktail of choice and why? Southern Comfort. Just just straight? Uh, I'd mix it with anything and everything. <clears throat> what was your influence for that? Kid Rock. From the Northern Lights to the Southern Comfort. Yeah. Yeah, so. I feel, uh, I feel like, and I just thought of this, because like Snoop and gin and juice and whatnot. Tilt your mic up. Ah. Uh, huge influence on a generation of people. Not that gin and juice wasn't already a thing, yeah, but it became like the thing to drink. Did you ever do the old English where you pour out the top and then you fill it back up with orange juice? No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, That's like so you know how um, a bottle of OE, how it kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the end of it, you you pour out the top or you swig the top part and then you fill it back up with orange juice and then you mix it up. Really? Yeah, yeah. My brother, my brother taught me that one. So I've never. I assume I don't know. I hate malt liquor, but I'm gonna say like it, it's an OE. <laughs> My brother's a very uh, a fine connoisseur of malt liquors. Really? Yes, he loves those beverages. Okay, speaking of malt liquor, remember when McEwen's used to be malt liquor? <clears throat> it used to say uh, it was there was like McEwen's Scotch Ale. Yeah, but it was something before that though. I swear I had a memory of it being like higher proof. Okay. Well, uh, I, the ones we were drinking were higher proof because they were expired, but. That's oh, that was one of the worst mornings ever. Yeah, but no, I, I I've never really had malt liquor ever. Ah, uh, Mickey's. Oh, is that malt liquor? Mickey's is malt liquor. Yeah. Oh, okay, then yeah. I, I stand corrected. Yeah, gotta love Mickey's. You get the little puzzles on the underside of the cap, and yeah, yeah. You gotta love labels that do the the extra. Oh yeah, go the extra mile. Bazooka Joe comics. Snapple back in the day. Snapple, yeah, sure, yeah. <coughs> do you guys remember Snapple Elements? No, no, okay. was that a protein drink? No, no, it was just a <laughs> overpriced beverage that Snapple came out with, and it was like different. Uh, it was different colors and everything, and there was like a fire one, a water one, a earth one, a wind one. I don't know. Do you remember Sobe beverages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like whatever was, happened to those? That was like competition. That was yeah. that was Snapple's answer to Sobe was these uh, elements. Still around, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, don't I know. haven't seen them in forever. I don't know Sometimes anyone that still like drinks them. Kombucha. But I could be that way would make off sense. That, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
So to start off with our theme of Snoop Dogg. Yep. Um, I grew up, like Snoop came out when I was like 13, 14. Very impressionable. I was already into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend's older brother was in jail and we'd get these like crazy mixtapes from him. And we're just like, Rob was the coolest. So whatever Rob listens to, we love. Uh, so I, I was like raised on Snoop's music at that time. Uh, I don't know if you guys are... I'm not into hip-hop anymore, but I had a ton of years of listening to hip-hop. I yeah. feel like you were probably never... Very seldom. Like, Snoop Dogg and Dre, like, when uh, 2001 came out, that was awesome. I loved yeah. that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube a little bit, because a bunch of my buddies would listen to Ice Cube, so I got a little bit of Ice Cube in my uh, childhood. Yeah. But uh, My brother, again, big Snoop Dogg fan. He had all his music and whatnot but uh no i was not into rap music until much later on when i started listening to like classified and whatnot classified's great yeah buddy he's coming to town is he yeah we almost got tossed out of a classified concert we'll get into this in a second but so we're at a classified concert at the pyramid and my buddy's younger brother who very successful now very good father great guy uh was a bit of a shithead when he was younger and we're posted up on the wall, just hanging out, enjoying the concert. And he's like, that guy's pissing me off. I'm like, just leave it be. Like, Look at this loser. And the guy had two polo shirts on with both oh, collars. Two polo shirts? Uh, was polo that shirt, a thing? Both collars. That on. was a thing at some it, point? Or it, it, it was. Oh, jeez. And we're like, I mean, yeah, he looks like an idiot, but just let him be an idiot. Yeah. So we're hanging out, a few more songs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, next thing you know, we're like, where is he? I don't want to say any names, but where is he? And he walks over to the guy and he grabs the collar and he goes, turn that shit down, you look like an idiot. No. <laughs> the guy turned and swung at him. And then there was like his friends and us and we're like big scene, stops the concert and the owner comes over. We're like, well, we're getting tossed out. We started it. Turns out I knew the owner. <laughs> and that other guy and his group of friends had to go and we stayed and enjoyed the night. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, I, was, I was excited to see Classified, like, yeah. A, uh, a white Canadian from the East Coast. Like, everything was just like... And this guy is super talented. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's like my, my main memory of Classified. He's, he's come out with this album that he's... Like, why he's going back on tour. He's, he's come out with this album. It's called his Retrospected album. Mm-hmm. So he's taken a bunch of his big hits and kind of... It's a bit of a different different sound, more of an acoustic sound with it, which is Ooh. really odd considering it's rap. But uh, yeah, it's really, it's quite different. So I'm I'm a little concerned that a lot of people are going to go to it thinking this is going to be like a regular classified oh, concert, yeah. and it's more of like it, it sounds like it's going to be more of a more personal type of concert. Cool. And everything. I'm into that. Yeah, I'd be down for it. I'd, I'd definitely get tickets for that. I'm not sure where it's going to be. Probably uh, probably the Burt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd imagine that that's yeah. about the size that he would. Because I think they closed the Garrick, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yes. Did they? I believe so. I think they've closed the Garrick. Yeah, that. that was I. The Garrett was a great venue. Well, it, it had its ups and downs, but I saw some of the best shows of my life at the Garrett. Yeah. Saw Gojira there. That was wild. Is that when, when you I fell asleep? Saw, what? That when you fell asleep? Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw Clutch there. Clutch was a great show. I've never heard of them. Really? No. Oh, they're fantastic. I think I think it'd be up your alley. Okay. Actually. Right on. <clears throat> but uh, Snoop Dogg been around forever. Mm-hmm. Tons and tons of hits. Uh, you know, he's he transcended from like absolute gangster rap to these pop songs and whatnot. 
Uh, and I'm like, let's take some of his biggest songs and see if you guys can finish that lyric. Oh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So if you don't know it, you got to come up with your own. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so we're going to start with a real... This should be real easy. And if this isn't re real easy, then the wheels are going to fall off quick. Uh, we'll start with Brett. Although maybe... When the pimp's in the crib, ma... Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Oh, that was good with the double. Yeah. Good. That's how it works. Is that the video that has the Chrysler 300 in it? Yeah, it's him and Pharrell. Yeah. Black and white video. Yeah, and yeah. They, got the, they got the Chrysler 300. Like, that guy's solely responsible for Chrysler yeah. 300s <laughs> being, like, the most popular car everywhere. of the mid-2000s. Although he did have his own Cadillac model. The Snoop DeVille? Snoop DeVille, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, rolling down the street, smoking Indo. Sipping on gin and juice. There you go. Laid back. With my two mind, for two. Money, my you guys are you guys are bigger Snoop fans than I thought. <laughs> it's gonna fall off. Very it's gonna yes. Yeah, so yeah. once we get away from those bigger hits, yeah. All right. Yeah. This one. Falling back on that ass with a hellified gangsta lean. Oh. Oh, uh, I have no idea. I don't even know where to, where to go to make it up. I How would Brett James finish that line? Okay, read Falling it again. Back on that ass with a hellified gangsta lean. I'd be making out with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> what? Finish the lyric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I very guess. on Brad for you, not so much for Snoop. Huh? <laughs> oh, He's a handsome man. Let's move on to the next one. I can't think of anything. I'm like, I'm not enough gin and juice in me. That was from nothing but a G thing. Falling back on that ass with a hellified gangsta lean, getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens. How do you know that? <laughs> collard green fan. I, I've tried collard greens. I am not a fan. What? I am not a fan. Okay, let's see if this. I'll one. trade in my gangster card. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's the bow to the wow. Creeping and crawling. Um, because I'm free, free falling. <laughs> I've got my Tom Petty because I'm free, free falling. Yeah. Yiggy, yes, yallin, Snoop Doggy Doggin. Fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry. Darn it. I you know, it. speak. You know how hard it was to comb through lyrics and find one that we could use. I believe no that. cursing or no other words that we aren't allowed to say. <clears throat> Okay, last one. Uh, I went through a lot, and I'm like, oh, we don't want to do this whole show in case it went the way that it's currently going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Doggy, I'm all the above. Um, uh, fucking getting, smoking that Indo high on love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is how Scott kind of lives his life. Well, hold on. Reread the lyric again. I want to get, take a stab at it. Snoop, doggy, I'm all the above. Uh, don't get my twisters in a... Don't get my knickers in a twist, gov. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> clearly, never listened to her. <laughs> very, very clearly. Now, what I would put for your profile for this podcast is that I'm too swift on my toes... To get caught up with you hoes. Nope, that doesn't explain me to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Well, with that so pug t-shirt. You frequently get caught up with the hoes? 
Frequently, frequently, yeah. yeah. It's a problem. Well, I mean, with my impeccable fashion style, it's... Pug life. Yeah. Pug life, that's right. I didn't choose the pug life. The, the pug, pug life, life chose me. Oh, well, that's our snoop quiz. Yeah, that was good. Well, the game's to be sold, not to be told, so... I have a feeling there's no future in rap for any of us. No, no, no. no. We will not be opening for classified. Yeah, I don't think we'd open for buck sixty-five at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still making music? No idea. Okay. I listen to like the same three artists, and then I'll put on the odd like musical soundtrack when yeah. you want to belt out some tunes. I saw Classified at venue in Vancouver in 2010, and he had Hilltop Hoods opening up for him, and that was a hell of a show. Yeah. Yeah, I really. It was so good. Like, <clears throat> just such a. It was funny watching security try and stop people from smoking weed in there, and oh, then just geez. utterly giving up about 15 minutes into the show. Yeah. There's like. They threw out maybe three people and then realized that, like, there just wasn't any point. Yeah. He's a big smoker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, he grabbed a joint from the crowd and was smoking it and everything. If you're listening, still listening somehow, some way, uh, definitely check out Classified. This has turned into a bit of a a spot for him. Yep. Uh, But definitely check him out if you're uh, into hip-hop in the slightest. If you're not, then you probably won't like it, but... yeah. It ain't, it ain't gangster rap. It's just, it's just rap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just con- conscious music. It's good. Yeah. Well, that what's that album you know, we pl- we were listening on the way to uh, my folks' place. Yeah. Uh, Hitchhiking music. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Was it? I think that was the one. It had like uh, three foot tall and Inner Ninja and Payday and yeah. yeah. Inner Ninja's so good. I know. Yeah. What a fun song. Yeah. He originally had uh, Chris Rock's part in in um the chris farley movie what is it uh beverly hills ninja oh it's really like, ninja yo ninja uh, he had that as the intro part to it but i guess someone some, yeah, some studio exec <laughs> caught wind and they had to remove yeah. it so dave i was uh playing around with or trying to play around with that ai thing you sent to me yeah okay so now i you, you have to sign up for this it's not just i just a, signed in through my gmail account ah uh, that's what i should have yeah. done yeah yeah it's I didn't I haven't really played around with it yet, but I love the thing you sent to us though. I thought that was really interesting. So yeah, I, I've I've kept it open. So <coughs> this AI writer uh, is incredibly fast and, and intuitive. Uh, if you look up Open AI, all one word, uh, you can get to it and have some fun with it. I'm sure. Uh, oh, I need to log in again. Uh, I'm sure one of the Brandons will come up with something for us. Um, so let's go right, uh, summary about, uh, podcast, what do we say, featuring four idiots, four idiots, four idiots who tell jokes and make fun of Denzel's alopecia. <laughs> so I just typed it out here. Okay. Click submit. How long does it usually take? It's oh, well. podcast is called Four Idiots Who Tell Jokes and Make Fun of Denzel's Alopecia. It features four idiots who tell jokes and make fun of Denzel's alopecia. <laughs> the four idiots are Chris, Joe, Dave, and Tom. They are all friends who have known each other for a long time. They make fun of each other, but they also make fun of other people, including Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> But we, uh, 
like my my three buddies we've got a group chat and we've all known each other since like grade some of them since like grade two three right i kind of came into the scene at like grade eight and uh towner grade 10 uh but so it's been a long long time sure uh and you have a ton of dirt on each other and we were just pumping out like the, the just like the meanest stuff and this thing is like and you're just like tell a 400 word story about the time that dave farted so bad everyone left a party and it, and it gets into like it's in-depth story about please people. tell me that's a true story oh yeah okay yeah. we'll get into that afterwards yeah um but it, it just gets into the and then Someone ran out screaming, I can't take this. Like, it's, it's actually, uh, th this was kind of lame, the one that I just did, but uh, you, you give it, like, a few details or you tell it. I, we, we got into, like, tell a poem about why Sean couldn't dunk a basketball. And, <laughs> uh, and it just, like, it, it's the, the cheapest, stupidest entertainment. Right. right? Uh, once you figure it out and piss around a bit, I'm sure, like... I can't wait. You two probably have enough inside jokes to, to write a, a whole book. And oh, God, yes. Your brother, like... <laughs> um, my sisters and I, who are pretty stupid together, uh, I, I think it's more male humor. Because the, the girls never gone into it. They're just kind of like, yeah, sure, Dave. Uh, and then the guys are just, like, pumped. I sent it to them. And then one comes back, and then, like, the third guy's like, oh, I'm going to get it. And then the fourth guy, and then we're just, like, it's just endless. And it, it's been, like, five days now. And we'll have a regular conversation, and then someone will, like, pop up with a new story. Um, but the the reason I kind of found it, I heard about it on, on Nate Land, actually, and I'm like, what are they talking about? <clears throat> How far artificial intelligence has come. You could literally... If, if people aren't really fact checking write like have this thing write a whole article for you and uh, like it, it even says like uh, my buddy Andy who's a big sneaker guy and he's involved with this clothing company and I was like uh, write an article about Andy's opinion on sneaker culture include quotes and it's like and Andy says that people and they're like very realistic quotes where like this, this artificial intelligence has come so so far where it's not you think of like video games 10 years ago where you run into the crowds and it's like an invisible wall where you're just like smacking the wall. Yeah. And uh, the, the stuff that computers can do now is just absolutely insane. Well, I've been watching that, uh, the new Will Sasso podcast and listening to it. Uh, and that's all run by an AI. Oh, really? Yeah. The whole thing is planned out by an AI. So they basically said... They told it, we're making a podcast. They gave it access to absolutely everything. Their phones, their email. Yeah, right? Not cool. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, 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 as soon as I, I know you that, are, for sure. Yeah, I do not trust that shit. But, uh, so they, they gave it access to all this stuff. And it literally plans out the entire podcast for them so they don't have to. And then it, it, it gives them time limits. And it comes up with bits. And it forces Will Sasso to do his voices, like his his impressions for bits. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting idea. Dudesy. That's what it's called. Dudesy podcast. Interesting it's concept. Sasso? It's Will Sasso and some other guy I've never heard of before. Okay. Yeah. And literally just lets it, it tailors the segments to their personalities, to their history, to like this one is where uh, Will Sasso has to read his diary that doesn't exist when he was in great in middle school. Uh, with using the Stone Cold Steve Austin impression and the whole thing he has to read the whole thing and like Stone Cold does Jeez. and the, of course like this diary doesn't exist and the things it comes up with 
Some of it, you're like, okay, I can kind of see that happening, but then it'll like throw out a name that just doesn't exist. It sounds yeah. like it could exist, but doesn't <laughs> exist. It's not perfect, but it definitely is getting there. And those guys always go off about how AI can come up with images, like AI created images, where they'll throw it up and they'll say, this was created by an AI. And if you look at it, you're like, okay, that looks like a picture of something. But the closer you, the finer details, there's things wrong with it. You're like, okay, mm. this clearly is not a real picture. And they're saying the future of AI and future of photography or whatever, for advertisers, they'll just tell an AI to build an image of blank. Yeah. Like, and it'll come up with it. Automation killing more jobs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's still cashiers. Yeah. No. I mean, the LC tried the, the self-checkout thing for a while, but... The LC did? Yeah. It was just the kids running out with bottles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was very effective for about a year and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was wild. And it's still a big... Pro. I went into a Walmart recently. You don't hear about it anymore. No. The LC stuff? Uh, the LC, as far as I'm aware, like, I haven't heard a word about it. Yeah. But I walked into a Walmart, and I saw that happening, where literally... This guy just walks out the door with a shopping cart full of meat. He just went down the meat aisle, put it all in the shopping cart, walked right out the door, and nobody, nobody stopped him. Yeah, I was at uh, when at the height of all that of all that stuff. I was like, I saw the guy watching me when I did. That. Yeah. <laughs> Turned around, told him snitches get stitches. <laughs> I was at uh, I was at food fair uh, picking up some stuff and. Sure enough, I watched this uh, woman with a one of those two wheel uh, two wheel dolly things, like what the old people use to drag around their shit. And uh, yeah, she had uh, a two wheel dolly and it was filled with meat. And she just went walking out the door, and about three staff members went running out after her, grabbed her, and like dragged her back into the store. And she's right. like, "You can't touch me! This is assault! You can't touch me!" And the owner comes out and he's just like, "Shut." the hell up nice. get in the back we'll deal with you and it's like that's that's how i grew up right like that yeah, yeah I, I remember a couple of thieves like when i was growing up and they'd try and steal from queensdale market and everything and sure enough yeah they'd get grabbed and get brought in and they'd get uh, schooled and yeah. that's you know that's what's supposed to happen you don't just let them walk away because it just encourages this <clears throat> kind of behavior you need yeah. to put your foot down and be like oh yeah there's liability issues there's always going to be liability issues. Yeah. It just, it needs to be handled. And it's kind of those things like, yeah, sometimes a little forceful handling is what we need. So, Well, I've heard stories of people who worked at like from in like the eighties and nineties where people who worked in retail would chase after these guys. And oh, a, yeah. a yep. buddy of mine was telling me about, he, some guys came in, stole some stuff. were running out the door. He chased after them. And literally, there was three other guys waiting outside, and they all turned around and just beat the shit out of him. And he was like in traction for a few months because he was just so fucked up. Yeah. Sorry, mom. When I was uh, working at uh, the beer store there, uh, we had a we had a couple of guys stealing, and I got to stop one of them. I just st stood right in front of him and said, "You're not going anywhere. Empty your pocket." And he, oh, I don't have anything right there. And just as he says it, sure enough, uh. Uh, B and J's, remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's Bartles and James. I don't know if they're still in the. I don't think so. No, I haven't seen but them. sure enough, bottle dropped right out of his coat pocket as he's trying to tell me that he didn't have anything, nice. and I'm like, oh, 
Oh, what's what's that? Oh, it was, it was one of those poppers that made that's made oh, to look like Smirnoff Ice. Oh man! Yeah, the the Smirnoff Ice version of poppers. Yeah, that's what dropped out. And it was like the tall, the tall boy too. And I'm like, get out of here! Just grabbed it and everything. But my favorite was my buddy Dusto. He uh, he this uh, these guys went in, grabbed a a two four of Bud, and then there was a big lineup. And so they stayed in line for about 10 seconds and then just rushed the door ran and ran out. Dusto jumps through the returns window Holy. and starts chasing this guy down. The wow. guy gets on a bike and he starts, he starts biking away. Dusto not even having any of it runs after him and just, uh, just checks him like just boom, right off the bike. The guy goes crashing onto the grass. The beer's, Gone. Yeah, yeah, the beer's gone. But my, he just grabs it and takes it away from them and stops and turns around. Apparently, he just gave them like this big snarl. At a certain point, <laughs> so he weighs like twenty pounds soaking. Wet. I know that's the best part. Is he got like, but he just side checked this guy right off the bike, like when crashing and everything. Didn't care that the beer broke. He's like, whatever. Yeah, at <laughs> a certain point, it's not about you getting it back it's about them not having it yes yeah. absolutely you know what i mean it doesn't yeah. matter that the beer broke it matters that he didn't get it you just turn around like get out of here <laughs> oh one time this uh kid when i was working at uh security at an establishment uh he was walking on he had a beer in his hand and i was like well you can't bring drinks outside and he kind of does like a pump fake, like, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm so sneaky and silly. And I was like, just put it here, man. I'm sitting here. Come back and grab it. And he does the, the thing again. I'm like, dude, just put the drink down. And then he books it. No. I'm like, well, he just picked the wrong night. So I got off my chair and I took off after him. And him and his two buddies are, or one buddy, him and his one buddy are running. And he's got the bottle of beer in his hand. <laughs> and you know those cement pillars that they put in front of buildings so cars can't drive into them? Yeah. I caught up to him. And I'm, I'm a, like a bigger dude. So this kid's like, for sure I can outrun this security guard, right? Um, Lily does, you know, I'm a gazelle. So I catch <laughs> up to him and I get my hand on his hip. And just as we get towards the cement pillar, mm-hmm. I just gave him a little nudge. <laughs> and so not only was he sprinting, he got a forward boost. Oh no! And oh boy! Right into that pillar. Oh! And crumpled. On what? The what hit first? So his hand into his body. Oh no! He's on the ground, hands bleeding, and he's lying there. And he's like, <clears throat> and his body's like, you didn't have to assault him, my mom. Like, I didn't. That thing did. <laughs> and uh, he's lying there, his hands bleeding, and uh, they're they're just like shocked, right? And I was just in a pissy mood. I'm like, not so fast, are you, buddy? And I looked at his friends. I'm like, you might want to call someone about that. And just walked back to the car. Ah. And my buddy was working like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. Just wrong night to piss me off. Yeah. Oh. I was uh, work at another beer store. And same thing. Guy you went, worked at every beer store? I worked at a couple. He worked at a few. Yeah. It, great work experience, by the year. way. Yeah. yeah. Great work experience. <laughs> you learn very quickly the customer isn't always right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're never going to be when you're working at a beer store. Oh, I bet. But, uh, yeah, a guy ran out with a full 2-4 and everything, and my buddy Big Brent <laughs> chased oh, after big, him. Come on, Big Brent did. Yeah. Holy. And he's, not a, he's not a fast guy, but he is a very big guy. And he came out, and they were just about to drive off. They were getting into the back seat, and he went and grabbed the door and slammed the door shut. 
and broke the door <laughs> so it wouldn't shut properly. Holy. And they were driving off. I don't know if they I don't know if they got the two four. I think they dropped it and it broke and stuff and they're just trying to get away, but he definitely did not worth the repairs. Yeah. No, right? and what what are they gonna do? They're gonna go they're gonna file a claim against yeah. the beer store. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were trying to steal and they they broke our door. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked in many retail environments growing up, and I have to say, like, there is always that risk, right? And you never and then when uh, I'm so glad that I was out of the front line of retail by the time it got really bad, but it got pretty scary there for a bit. And I do feel for the people who have to be on the front lines of this whole shenanigans thing. Yeah. And it, it, it does suck that these, uh, it's still really, it's an epidemic in this city and it's nobody's, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. And like, yeah, the liquor mart employees are safe. Now they got those doors involved, but, uh, for what like how are Walmarts and whatnot going to solve that? Like, and I mean, a, like you've got those plain clothes. What do they call them? Uh, not secret shopper. Oh, lost per, lost, lost prevention, prevention officers. officers. They got yeah. those those guys walking around. That's all well and good, but when a crowd of like eight or nine kids runs in and starts uh, doing a snatch and grab, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, this is a, this is a crazy city. Yeah. That's where my dad would say, "Yeah, just bring in Dirty Harry for something like that." Well, oh, that's speaking of which. So like, I, I heard yeah, that, that was would a never huge, apply. <laughs> I, I heard there was a huge problem in Alberta, and I was like, of all places, where you'd think they would take a little more, uh, you know, look the other way, justice into their hands. No, Alberta yeah. apparently it's pretty horrible there too. Yeah, yeah. I just what really bugged me though is I'm not gonna say who it was or anything, but. Uh, yeah, management in a couple instances where we had thefts at the at the beer store. Management expected us to cover the difference with our tips. No. And I'm like, you know what, man? You're already giving us minimum wage. We kind of rely on those tips to actually have like a, a livable earning kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like why would you be taking – like if our uh, if our cash count wasn't perfect, then they were they were saying it'll have to come out of there. And like I and we we all basically stood up and just said, you do that, we all quit. Like we're not, yeah. You're not taking our tip money like that. Like that's a scumbag. Well, maneuver. I mean, what do they expect? You guys got, you got guys working minimum wage. You think they're not going to drop you like a bad habit and go to another minimum, different minimum wage job? Like yeah. you can't, you can't play that gamble. Nobody needs that job that badly. Yeah, it was bullshit. That place was just scumbag central. There, it was uh, really unfortunate. So when I was 18, I was getting ready to move to BC, and I was like evening supervisor at this ice cream store. And when I told Matt, like the owners, hey, I'm moving, uh, like I'll be here for another month, they uh, suddenly every shift I closed, uh, the till was short. Oh boy. And uh, so the first time I, I called Angela and I'm just like, hey, blah, 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 blah. She was okay, like, we'll, we'll check it out. It happened again. And then. Uh, so now I'm like, obviously eyes are on me, right? Of course. So super pissed off. I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, like what's going on? Is it some, like, I assume it's someone at night who's working with me that looks me in the eye and, you know, called mm-hmm. me like a friend or whatever. Cause we were all like 15 to 19 working there. Just, it's a kid job. Right. Right. Um, end up moving to BC. There's no hard feelings. Um, and when I was out there, Angela called me, and the woman who ran the day, she would open it, she'd make all the, the waffle bowls, the waffle cones, you know, 
it would open at like two and she'd run it from like two to six until all the kids came in to do the night stuff and when she heard i was leaving she knew it would look like me oh. so every night shift i had she would steal then adjust her numbers so they would look on so that when we got in it would it would always look like the night shift oh. but i was so relieved but you're, you're talking about like scumbag moves yeah great management just a shitty person yeah that was my first swear this episode yeah <clears throat> terrible person uh but i'm happy got found out because it's one of those things that sits on you where like this reflects on my character yeah and there's no way to prove it until that that actually happened yeah yeah like i, I pride myself on that having that mentality like I, I have too big of a conscience to steal it, it just it would bug me to know that i pulled a, a scumbag maneuver like that yeah. and when i was leaving that beer store a bunch of people that were stealing but they were doing it so they were doing it in a very complicated way that they wouldn't necessarily get found out the way they were doing it. Basically, they were taking money from the uh, from the returns and using it to buy cigarettes. So no money ever actually changed hands or anything. Yeah. It never came out of the till. They just keep track of how much money they were ripping off on the empties mm. and then use that to pay for uh, cigarettes. The problem was it went swimmingly well for the guy doing it up until his buddy just decided to steal cash right out of the till not thinking that like oh yeah nobody's gonna miss you know 20 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever the amount was like dude these owners are so cheap of course they're gonna notice that kind of a round difference like if you took three bucks or like 27 dollars or something like something very obscure yeah but when it's like a full rounded 20 bucks (laughs) missing or like 200 bucks missing of course they're gonna figure it out so when they started checking the tapes that's when they caught my buddy and uh it was funny because i went to went to pick up my t4 not thinking anything of it you know it'd been quite a few months had passed since i'd been there i didn't live in that area town anymore so i just had to drive over to grab my t4 because they didn't have my new address Mm -hmm. So I went down there to pick it up. And they're like, yeah, you're not allowed on the premise. And I'm like, pardon? Like, yeah, you're not allowed to be here. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just grabbing my T4. They're like, no, sorry, you're not allowed to be here. I'm like, can you tell me why? And they're one of the girls that got caught up in the whole stealing thing was basically pressured into saying that I taught her how to steal. <laughs> Which is just bizarre. Like, yeah, it was so stupid. But basically what I'd found out from friends later on that had worked there was that this girl was told to give me up to avoid, like, a criminal charge against her. Like, they said they would not pursue a charge against her if they gave uh, them my name. Like, they wanted it to come from her mouth saying it was me. I was like, that is so freaking... Like, I was so honest with them. I did everything I yeah. could to accommodate them all for this minimum wage job. And like, you have the audacity to say that I've been stealing. Yeah. Like the, the owner had known me for a number of years at that point. Great guy and everything. But like to make that accusation and I'm like, and I just told the guy straight to his face, he was the day manager. I'd said, you're going to give me my T4 right now, or I'm going to come after you guys for slander. Cause I didn't steal a thing and you don't have a shred of proof about it. And so before he could, uh, chalk back at me or anything the the front desk woman who I, I feel bad that that thing had to unravel in front of her because I mean she's just trying to do her job yeah. right so she just she found my T4 while we're squabbling while we're arguing and she gave me the T4 and I'm like thank you very much and uh, go eat go pound sand 
I'd have been like, don't make, don't make me add assault to my theft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to deck a man. Like, I, there were so many opportunities to steal from that place because they're really dumb people. But I didn't. I always did the right thing. And then to come back and accuse me of that, it's like, screw right. you. That was literally the situation at the ice cream store where you're like, I did everything right. Like, I, I took pride yeah. in this eight, $8.50 an hour job. Yep. Um, for someone to, to turn around and, and take advantage of my kindness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your first job? My first job? Oh, boy. I had a lot of... Oh, I know what my first job was. It was I had a lot of jobs. I don't care. I asked what your first one it was. Uh, it was... Well, I had multiple... <laughs> I always had multiple jobs. Multiple I, it was, jobs? It was, well, I, I always had multiple part-time jobs yeah. when I was growing up. Uh, but I would say my first one was probably washing carts at a golf course. And I hated that job. That was horrible. It's like rain or shine. It's, it, you were out there washing golf carts. So, it, it, like, as long as the golf course was open, mind you. Yeah. So it was like if it was pissing rain, then uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, part of the job was that they'd make us go out and pick the range. So you have the range, the golf um, driving range cart, and you go pick up all you the balls. You got to do that. Car. Oh yeah. And is there, it as glorious as we think it is? It is not. Yeah. And there was one guy, there was one guy who was there and he, I, he hit my cart with golf balls three or four times and I got out and I, I screamed at him. I told the guy to go F himself and I just screamed at him. I should have been fired. By all rights, I should have been fired. I'm surprised they didn't fire me because that person happened to be quite influential. I won't name any names, but they were... They uh, wanted me to be fired, and I ended up getting, I think it was like a two-week suspension or something from the job. And, from that, and that man was Peter Nygaard. <laughs> I was just going to make that joke, too. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was, oh, man, I forgot all about that. And, yeah, that was that was also my first job and also one of my most embarrassing moments in my childhood is getting the sit-down with the boss there and then then having to go home and tell my parents who already knew and were just seeing if I would say anything yeah, yeah. and uh, so I told I had to tell them that I was suspended from the job and suspended from washing carts that's uh that's something to you're put just on a rebel from day one yeah. oh the I was those range kids for me say if I smoked one two or three times and they, they got upset with me I would just be like come play around with me and tell me I can aim where I'm shooting I dare you to yeah, accuse right? me of, of being that good. Yeah. Um, when I do connect, I could potentially kill one, but there's no way I'm hitting one of those carts on purpose. Give me a wedge, give me an iron, give me a driver. It doesn't matter what I'm using. I'm not hitting a moving target on purpose. Yeah. The ultimate irony of my story is that I've definitely gone back and tried to hit the golf cart people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> If they're out there, I mean, they're, you are protected. But even though I'm uh, perfectly aware of how horrible it is to get the cart smacked with a couple of balls, it's still... That's what heroes do. That's what heroes yeah. do. You die a hero or live long enough to become, become the villain. Yes, exactly. That sums up my childhood. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my first job was uh, I was a mascot. Sick. Yeah, Lonsdale Louie, the sea otter. Yeah, I got. I didn't get fired. I just it, they chose not to uh, keep me on. They let me finish out the week and everything. But they're like, we don't think this is for you, because I intentionally scared a kid. Nice. 
I, I was walking uh, walking down the mall there, and there's a kid at there, and he's like, oh, trying to get his mom's attention that I'm there. So I went and jumped behind a wall and then peered my head out as the kid comes closer. <laughs> and I kept doing that, just uh, 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 like that. <laughs> and then I waited till the kid got really close, and then I jumped out and, <laughs> and scared the kid. Oh. I got to be... Uh... Allie the Educator. What um, is that? I must the know. The alligator mascot for uh, U of M's mini U camps. Okay. Uh, it's this big alligator costume. But I was one of the counselors for that camp. And uh, I'm just like a jungle gym for kids. Like, they want me to throw them in the air and climb me and blah, 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 blah. So it's like perfect mascot material, right? Right. And uh, holy crap those things are hot yeah like believe one it. day was enough for me yeah um I I not... i'd have to do 20 minutes outside and 20 minutes in the in the walk-in freezer yeah, yeah. yeah it was brutal yeah they are so hot it's not like you can take your your head off in front of my right kids. yeah <laughs> well, that's exciting it was fun though did you have, i gotta ask if like when you were playing football did you just see any any good stories of like anybody screwing around with the mascots um Nothing comes to mind. I'm trying to think, any good mascot stuff? I pulled the head off a mascot at uh, at a BC Lions game one really? time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, I forget which brand it was. It was for tires. I want to say like Cal Tire or something. But it was a tiger's head. So it was yeah, it was a tiger mascot for some tire. I don't know, fire Firestone or whatever. Anyway, so he was walking by and he was like high five, high five, and I'm like yeah, high five. I'm like, hey, buddy, high five! And he goes to high five, and I just went, yoink! And I pulled up his, I pulled up the head and started oh running away with it. <laughs> security saw me, You're like, slurred. right away. Yeah, they were like, yeah, get out of here, you. So they, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy John and I got kicked out of the BC Lions game <laughs> for harassing the mascot. Like? Like, he's running with a giant tiger head. There's probably only one. <laughs> yeah. Back when we could get those uh, super cheap Safeway tickets. I used to love going to Lions games when yeah. I lived in BC. Yeah. The best. Yeah, that was a good time. It was easy. Honestly, it was easy, cheap, fun for kids. Because, like, no, it's not the CFL like it is here. Like, it's not, like... What do you mean? It's a different experience. Yeah, like, the Blue Bomber games here, and I'd even go as far to say, like, the Rough Riders games. And it's, like, packed house. Everyone, you know, diehard fans... Bowers, Rider, Stamps games are all, like, kind of... That's a different experience. Probably. Okay. Yeah. What about the Elks? Uh, actually, Edmonton has pretty good pretty yeah. good fan. they got a big stadium, and they fill it. Well, they used to when they are decent. I don't know what it's like now. Yeah. I know, like, in BC Place, like... Toronto and BC, their stadiums are too big. And yeah. And the population is too concerned with being American to go and support Canadian uh, yeah. football. BC Place is like 50,000 plus. Massive. It's huge. And it's like, why? Like when yeah. they were playing at Empire Stadium, that was perfect. Like that was <clears throat> such a better venue for them. Yeah. But yeah, I just, and as well, like everyone goes to a Bombers game. Everyone goes to a Rough Riders game. Sure. Yeah. It's like the cool thing to do. Like in Winnipeg, yeah. you go to the game, you go to the Rum Hut, you're going to socialize. Yeah. You go to Confusion Corner, everyone takes the bus down there together, then buses back to Confusion Corner. 
Yeah, everyone takes the SkyTrain in from Surrey and Maple Ridge and stuff to go watch BC Lions games. Like, right on. Nobody in downtown is going. Yeah. Well, not nobody, but a very small percentage of people in the downtown and on the North Shore where I'm from and everything. they can't afford yeah. it. They're paying their rent. Well, I mean, it's not like people in Surrey can afford it either. Yeah. Yeah. It's either BC Lions tickets or another can of Spam. So it's... <laughs> my, uh, my aunt who lives in Langley just oh, texted yeah. me. And she... Apparently, there's a report that came out in BC, uh, sorry, not BC, Vancouver, uh, the third highest cost of living in the world. Yep. Wow. Behind London and China. Yep. Seriously. It's absolutely insane. It's nuts. Even like New York isn't even, I I would figure like New York, LA would be on that list. New York, LA, Chicago, like there's a lot of places you you would think would be ahead of Vancouver, but it's just like outrageous right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, mid-80s, my parents bought their house. It was four-bedroom, two-and-a-half stories and everything in, in North End. Bought it for about 125 or so. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, sold have it? No, sold oh. it in 2007, right before the recession hit. Sold it then for just shy of a million. Okay. Wow. So they, they got a good return on it. Oh, hell yeah, they yeah. did. But what's funny is this: the guy who bought the house did two now. put, like, Joe, like, put a, a couple of what do you call them like lipstick renovations yeah. like nothing serious just did a little bit of that nothing big on it whatsoever turned around and sold it like five six years later for 1.3 yeah yeah wow like that's like I, I could understand the difference between over like 24 25 years or whatever like my parents yeah. did had to get that kind of return but like five six years and that's a three hundred thousand dollar increase like yeah. holy that's wild yeah um it's funny, you're like you live live in BC and, and people throw out numbers. Uh, it's like the numbers matter more than the quality. Yeah. Whenever you'd meet you meet people, we'd we'd be at down at the beach and they're like, Oh yeah, my family has a cabin, like a a one point two million dollar cabin in White Rock and you're like, coming from Winnipeg, you're like, Wow, that must be like amazing. Yeah. And then you go down there for a weekend and you're like, Oh, it's a two bedroom home. But just because it's in White Rock and it's waterfront. Yeah. Uh, but they they just throw out the cost always because it's just like you gotta you gotta have that flex of how cool you are or they are whatever yeah. reason you're throwing that out yeah like a absolute dumpster in uh, in Shaughnessy for instance that'll yeah. go for like a million six million wow. seven yeah like, yeah it's crazy I remember when I where I grew up when the first million dollar home was part like sold or purchased there. And that was a huge deal. Where, that where was, you grew up? Yeah. That was talked about everywhere. Now it's like every other place. Now here. it's the Nygaard sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no basement there. It's not really a dungeon. Yeah. Cellar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, now it's like everywhere. There's like your every other house is is either close to or over a million. Yeah. What do you so, figure? You know those houses on McCreary? No, where's McCreary? What's? Uh, you know that back road where like where Sky Zone used to be? Yes. Oh my goodness, those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think those go for? Like million and one, a half. One and a half. Yeah. 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 Those are just gorgeous houses. Yeah. yeah. So that's like that's relatively close to like uh, Route ninety, right? So it's. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, like just west of it. Like three four minutes west. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's, that's you're close enough to the amenities, and like if they're of a certain quality of house, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. Plus the property size, like it's huge. Great property. Those houses are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. 
just imagine if you'd owned any property on that general area like 20 years ago and then yeah. you're sitting on it and you could have turned around and just made a fortune yep okay dave i gotta ask i've, I've always wanted to know when you went out like you've done lots of like traveling around for lifting shows, football, whatever. Mm-hmm. What is the absolute craziest thing that either you have participated in or you have witnessed? Like what? Like, like give me your to- give me your top three. Uh, like traveling stories. Yeah, traveling stories. Like on the road, or even if it's at a local meet or whatever, whatever it is. Just yeah. the... no soggy biscuit stories. Yeah, <laughs> um, whacker cracker, and you know it. Jeez. I'll have to jog my memory a bit. There was one in, uh, we were in Fargo. Uh, I was competing. Uh, I was there with Chris and our buddy Tom. And uh, I, I met this young woman and we were both attracted to each other. And uh, I, had, I had a few drinks. And at one point I ended up on the dance floor with her. And at that same time, uh, McDowell's at the bar talking to some kid. Okay. And the kid's got like a little bee in his bonnet and Chris is just like, what's, what's wrong with you? And he's like, your buddy's dancing with my girlfriend. Yeah. And Chris is like, doesn't really look like your girlfriend right now. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, time goes on and just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hang with my buddies, talk to you later. So Chris, Tom and I are standing by the bar and some guy, random guy comes up to us, little stocky guy, beard, uh, he's like, hey, what, what, what's your guy's deal? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you know, like you're the biggest guys in the bar and you're walking around, chicks dig you. Like, I want to hang with you guys. And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Like, what's, what's going on? He's like, um, my name's whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, it's cool. Like, how big. And as he's saying, like, how big you guys are and no one would mess with you, this glass comes flying out of nowhere across the bar no. and hits him. All four of us there and it hits him. I turn and I see this kid like white knuckling, just ready like. Oh boy. And uh, Chris and I always had a rule. If one of us is gonna teeter off the deep end, the other one has to stay calm. So you, you, you couldn't have both of us somewhere acting like idiots. So I'm ready to, I make my way over and this kid's just like, I'm like, wow, this kid's just, like ready to take a beating. And uh, as he's standing there, his four buddies all take off. So he's alone now. Oh, jeez. And uh, good friends, good friends. Yeah, no yeah kidding. right. Yeah. And we ended up like, you know, I, I say whatever I gotta say, and we get talking to the kid, and he's just like, my girlfriend always does this when we go out, blah 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 blah. And Chris is like, well, maybe your problem's not with us; it's with her. Yeah, and no kidding. Blah blah blah. So we're like, come on, like we'll buy you a drink. We take the kid to the bar, and so Chris is like, so. What's your deal, man? He's like, I don't know. I just threw the glass, and when it left my hand, I knew it was a bad idea. But I just had to stand by my decision. <laughs> and and, and hey, he kind of won us over. Yeah, hey, props to like, him. You know what? Yep. Good for you. Like your friends are assholes, but good for you for standing in there and just just being like, I'm gonna take care of the consequence. Like, yeah. wow, eat the consequences that that come. So, how was the guy that got hit with the glass? The out cold or what? No, I like hit him in the chest, kind of. Oh, okay. So it did like smoke him in the face. That's what I thought. I was yeah. like right in the noggin. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> that that would make an even better story. Um, that same bar, but a different year. Um, a female client of ours came out with us. So this bar, um, 
one of the coolest, like when I was younger and you like to go out and have a good time. Uh, one of the cooler places I've, I've seen, you walk in, there's a diner and a casino. Where is this? Fargo. Fargo, yeah. Okay. It's closed now. I can't remember what it's called. You walk in, you go through security, diner, casino. To the casino, you go right, and there's a country bar. That's where I spent most of my time. Then you go left, and it's like a, a rock bar. Then you go upstairs, and there's a hip-hop bar. Then you go up another set of stairs, and it's kind of like loungy, re relaxing, live music. Yep. And everything I love one. that. That's a fantastic just, idea. You pay one cover to get in, and you can bounce around from all of them. Didn't uh, D Machine wasn't that kind of what it was like? Where each level had a different. It wasn't D Machine? It was the one in the Exchange. Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah, um, Empire. It was Empire. No. No. It was. Uh, we had something like that though. Because I know where the one where Whiskey Dicks is now. Didn't they have oh, no, that no, kind of idea? No, no, no. That's the Pal. Or the Pal. Yeah. yeah. It was. Em know, yeah. It was Empire. Yeah. Then Dix, then yeah. the Pal. Yeah, I thought that they um, had that kind of thing. They had like two levels. Yeah. Downstairs was kind of like more chill. Um, actually, funny story there too. Probably the one after this. Um, but we were uh, we were in the country bar, and whoever competed got to choose kind of where you went. So I was always like, let's go have a few whiskeys at this place. And our female friend was into hip hop, and she went to uh, the hip hop side. And we're leaving, so we're rounding everyone up. There's probably four or five of us, and we're like, where is she? We're looking around, and then uh, we see these five guys around uh, a bench, and she is completely out of it. Uh-oh. And we're like, yo, let's go. She's like, kind of slowing, I'm going to go with them. We're gonna go. And we're like, we're going. And the one guy turns, and he's like, yo, man, she's cool. And I can't remember what McDole said, but just barked at these five guys, and they they turned a different shade of white, and we're like, "All right, she's going." With you. And uh, we got her back to the hotel, and uh, she was like puking all night, and, oh, boy. and like clearly got drugged, and that's where we like, "All right, when whenever we go out now, now we can't, we can't go do our own thing." Mm -hmm. um, that that was just not like a wild night, but kind of an eye opener of. You're in Fargo, and this shit is happening. Like, can you yeah. imagine yeah. partying in bigger cities? But yeah. uh, one night at Whiskey Dicks, I think it was Whiskey Dicks at the time. Um, we we're there, and uh, Stifler was there. Oh, like the actor? Yeah, huh. he, he was filming Goon at the time. Right on. And our buddy owned the place, and he thought it was super cool that Stifler was there, and. He brought us downstairs, and he's like, hey, oh, wow, these are my buddies. And we were like, what's up, man? And just kept walking. Hilarious. We were just kind of like, whatever, right? And uh, we had a booth, so we are just hanging out all night and whatever. And then uh, I went downstairs to get my coat, and I can't remember how it happened, but someone jumped in front of me, and I was like, kind of beat it. Then him and his two buddies start barking at me. So I'm like in this line, these three guys and me just barking back and forth at each other. And my buddy comes downstairs and he's like, yo, we gotta go. I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm just getting my coat. He's like, no, we gotta go like right now. I'm like, what? And uh, so just let the downstairs situation dissolve. Cause I don't know, it sounded like urgent. And we get upstairs and our other three buddies are outside and there's like eight security at the front door. Uh oh. <laughs> 
fuck is going on? And uh, I won't say this guy's name either, but he was like the biggest one of our group. Uh, absolutely massive, cut from stone. And I guess he was walking through the main floor and these two little runts, one of them pops a bottle and it sprays him. And he's, he tries to be mild mannered. He's like, hey dude, like, what the hell? And the kid goes, oh, relax. And John, or this guy, just as the kid says relax, turns and gives him like a right cross. No. And slumps him. And the kid's buddy turns, he goes, what the hell? And gives him a left cross. And the, the two guys who were there said it looked like a cartoon. Like, they were back to back and it was everything short of the Tweety Birds flying around their heads. Knock them both out. Wow. Security comes and he just puts his hands up. He's like, why don't you touch me and you're next. I'm leaving. <laughs> And they just opened up, and the three guys left, and the one guy came downstairs to get me, and uh, that was like the ta very tail end of our uh, menacing, menacing days. And we're like, you know what? Let's just go to G Martini and not talk to anybody. <laughs> well, we haven't uh, we haven't come across a lot of these types of uh, incidents and everything, but one that did happen was uh, keep going. Yeah, we uh, we were at the Howland one night. I don't know if you've ever been there. Allen. Howland. Howland. The Howland. In Bolshire. No. Yeah. No. Great place. Great place hmm. for drinks. It's like the Viking great Gimli kind of thing? Never been. Okay. But it's a great place. Bit of a country bar kind of feel. Yeah. yeah Got yeah. good karaoke. Great times. Good people. Anyways, we were uh, having some drinks there with uh, Brett's older brother, Bart. And mm -hmm. uh, we were all sitting there having uh, beverages and everything. And we went to grab cash. And as we're grabbing cash, this guy comes in like, where the hell is he? Where is he? And we're oh, like, I forgot we're about like this. what's going on? I don't know what you're talking about, bud. Just getting cash here. like, Because the ATM's right by the entrance. So we grab it and everything. We go back into the go back into the bar. And we're sitting, I think we're sitting at the, at the counter. Or we're waiting at the counter for our drinks and everything. So go to another double rag and coke and... Uh, this guy finally finds who he's looking for and it's, they're all a bunch of friends all seated and all the friends know this guy that just came in and I guess and most of them are still friends with him but he has a problem with the one guy at the table comes over to him he's like stand up mother we're going outside and everyone's like no 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 let's not do anything no and he's yeah. like and he's the guy's trying to ignore him he's trying to pretend that he's not even there he's trying to I guess he's trying to play the mature card on this one but this guy was so mad at him and all of a sudden, he just goes, grabs the guy's drink, and dumps it on his lap. He's like, "You gonna do something now, MFR?" Like, like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> like, we're gonna. And so he stands up, and they get face to face, and they're about to throw. And I don't, I don't think they ever end up coming. I think they got pulled apart too quickly by their friends because they. But they all had to leave at that point. They're like, "Yeah, somebody's gonna call the cops. We better get out." <laughs> I hope they paid their tab. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> You know, that's uh, country bars. I've that's always you gotta. Like, I, I've been to city bars where I've witnessed fights happen and whatnot. Yeah. But a country bar, you got a bunch of farmers. They're it's all different. all they do is they they lift heavy stuff all day, yeah. and then you get a couple of drinks in them, and you you piss one of them off. I wouldn't want to take a cross from one of Fill those guys. Fill a whiskey and tobacco. Yeah. Forget yeah. it. Fucking hit bales of hay all day, like hardened hands. Let's not kid ourselves. There's blow there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Howland or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their clientele have 
like the well, nose candy. Well, they have like the well the the Howland and the uh, the Bozier Hotel. Both those places they have those. Uh, you know, you can rent a room for extended like extended stay stuff. Oh, okay. And typically, a lot of shady stuff goes on around there. So yeah, most hotels that offer that. That's it's funny. Better. The Bozier Hotel is, I think, the only place where I've ever cut myself off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to the bar. Oh, yeah. I went to the bartender. I'm like, I've had way too much tonight. If anyone tries to buy me a drink, just pour Pepsi. And he's like. Cool, man. Understandable. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's an that's an hour. So right. I mean, uh, we got time for uh, uh, Mama James's country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then, before uh, that, real quick, uh, R.I.P. to Shane Yellowbird. We lost him this week. Forty-two years old. Who? What? Shane Yellowbird. No. Yeah. No. Indigenous country artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, really? Passed away. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say specifically, but they had mentioned he had uh, a history of medical problems, including epilepsy. So, oh. yeah, who knows? No, he was good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. yeah, can't think of any of his tunes off the top of my head, but yeah, I think he was uh, well, won ones. a few awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of my favorites. So one thing I love about Spotify is when you finish an album, it rolls into like that artist radio, and they play artists that are like related to the mm-hmm. one you're listening to and right. I found a lot of guys that I really love just from that and one guy that I found was Charlie Crockett he's a southern Texas guy and it's very like folk country okay might be more folk than country but I just I, I, I lump them in together um, and then one thing I don't love about Spotify you know when they email you there's new albums out yeah most of the times the guys that I like I find their album before I get an email from Spotify. Right. But if I listen to Kanye West two years ago, I'll get an email that's like, <laughs> new Lil Dirk coming out in a week. You better check it out. And they're always recommending stuff that I, I, I couldn't care less about. But uh, I found this album before I got the email. I'm always proud when I do that. But uh, Charlie Crockett, Jukebox Charlie. Yeah. Um, the whole album, it, it's fantastic. Uh, Lonely in Person is a good one. Um, but uh, it's for uh, Mama Brett James. Check out the album Charlie Crockett, uh, Jukebox Charlie, and let us know what you think. Right on. Uh, that's about it uh, for our episode. We're almost at the episode 100, so stick around, check it out. It's going to be a wild day. As much as we all collectively hate him, I think this was the first ever no Denzel episode. That is correct. This is the first. And, uh, I, I a was, good streak by him. Full sentences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good streak by him though. Like that. That was a. It was a good run, and yeah. uh, he has worked very hard he to has. make this a, a regular thing. Yep. And uh, I mean, clicking upload is a is a heck of a job. That's a big. We job. can't wait for you to come back from your gender reassignment surgery and. Uh, <laughs> And wow, that was a that was a nice go. podcast we had once. It's <laughs> going from ambiguous to more ambiguous. <laughs> I'm actually donating my ass hair to his head, so ah. oh, that's good because he's already an ass head. There you go. Yep. It all works out. All right, thank you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you uh, very very much. Wash your hands, call your mom, delete your group chats, and always, always skip the dishes. And you know why? Last week, three times I had to double park. And the last one, I'm so happy that I, I, I remember this as I said, skip the, skip, skip the dishes. I double park him, and I watch, I get out of my elevator and I watch from the window, 
and I watch him try to Austin Powers his way out. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. And I go, I go through like anger, rage, regret. Uh, a little birdie in my ear telling me I'm a better person than this. Part of me believes it. Part of me doesn't want to be. And then I'm like, he he can't get out. He's stuck. And I go drop my stuff in my apartment. I take a leak, and I'm like, golly, I gotta go let him out. So I go, I go downstairs, and uh, I whip my truck around the whole parking lot and come back. And I'm just gonna pull in my spot and let bygones be bygones. And he pulls out. And as my truck comes around, he stops and he's waiting. No. And I'm like, oh, oh the here stones, we go, the stones. Right? The hair on my arms is like standing up. And uh, I hop out of my truck and he gets out and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, he's not here to fight. And I'm like, well, you should be. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just thought it'd be a second. I go, I have one second, 10 seconds. I don't care. I'm like, I pay for the spot. Do you want to give me money for the time you used my spot? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, you said sorry already. I'm like, don't do it anywhere ever again. He's like, I won't. I promise. I'm like, what's worse is that of all the open spots here, you pick the biggest asshole in the building. <laughs> and he's, and he, he kind of like stops. I'm like, don't worry. It's over now. I'm not going to do anything to you. But I'm like, I've literally left vehicles here overnight. You just caught me in a mood where I was being a better person. But don't do that. It's rude, and it makes you guys look bad. And he puts his hand out. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, of course I get this, like, super sweet guy that's just trying to do his job, and I'm just all full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> but when something like that happens literally three, four times a week... Sometimes you got to embrace uh, the it's asshole. It's just the, the straw that breaks the camel's back, and yeah. it, it always lands on someone who doesn't deserve it. Um, but I did run into my caretaker. I don't know if I told you guys this. Nope. This I ran into my me. caretaker and uh, he's like, I'd, I'd spoken to him before about can I put a sign on my stall? And he's like, yeah, just no problem. I have no problem with it. And him and I have a good relationship. And I saw him the other day. He's like, you still haven't put that sign up yet, hey? And I'm like, no, nah, I just haven't gotten around to it. He's like, I was coming home the other night. And you weren't home, and someone's in your spot. He's like, I thought about double parking. Them, <laughs> and I'm like, you're the absolute best. Oh, like, what a beauty! The bat, uh, the to, Robin to your Batman. Yeah, to yeah. know to know that like kind of shitty behavior is supported by the guy that runs the building. <laughs> just gave me like carte blanche to continue. That's doing so good. It. So that's uh, that. But really, if you know anyone works for Skip the Dishes, tell them to quit and get a real job. And if they don't, tell them to stop parking in other people's spots. It's a real pain in the ass. And in no parking zones. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Remember, Daily Dick says, wear a hoodie. Courage. Oh, have I got to piss again? 32% hurt.